Ow, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Thank you so much for joining me today and answering my DMs. <laughs> no, no problem. And, you know, and you, you're you're good because you you're uh, and you preface your DM by saying, "I'm sorry, I hit you on all the other labels." But that's how you have to do. You have to hit people up on everything: their Facebook, their Twitter, their LinkedIn, anything. You know, because right, you never know what someone reply. Exactly. Like I don't even know. Uh, this is my favorite. What, so what's your go-to social media? Like, what's the one you check when you wake up in the morning before you go to bed and all that? Me personally, I yeah. do Twitter. Twitter, yeah. I'm a, I'm a Twitter guy. You know, I I, I think it's because Twitter is like that. It's like the cross-section of news and like right. social media foolishness. And so right, exactly. You can get it both. You're like, oh, I'm doing news, but I'm also looking at it. Entertainment. <laughs> Like with Instagram, you just—I at least with me, I'm like, Instagram, like I feel like I'm like just debasing myself. I'm just, right, right. I'm not doing anything, but it's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but, th- but thanks for reaching out for sure. And you know, I'm always always happy to uh, you know one talk shop, but two in this day and age, just talk to somebody. You know, yes. and meet new people. It's always a good thing to. Yeah. Yes, love that. So let's talk about you and comedy, yeah. all that good stuff. Cool. So what got you inspired to do comedy? What mediums do you perform? And how long have you been doing it? Yeah, wow. The boom, boom, boom. Hit all the Just questions. Right the, <laughs> the list. Um, so what may inspire me to do comedy is I just was always, um, I mean, literally just always a comedy nerd. You know, I, I always say I feel so bad for my mom because she'd always, you know, get me, I, I demand these um, comedy tapes and albums I'm like, and it was like, and I like random people. I just like the idea. I didn't even know it was stand-up comedy then. I didn't even know what it was, but I just like, you know, we used to walk, uh, drive around listening to the, um, just, now it's a hot name. I'm not even, it was before everything, but like the Bill Cosby albums, uh, uh, even like, I used to be, I don't know why, I was obsessed with the most random music. I like music, and then I would like Weird Al Yankovic. I just like the <laughs> comedy, but I was like so in, you know, Amish Paradise, and I, I was just always into um but I did, couldn't put like a, a name, especially coming from like somewhere I think like Cleveland, where it's not very uh, you know artistic centric, where people are like, oh yeah, go do a stand up comedy. Everything is like just like you know go you know work, and so I couldn't really put myself in into it until I went somewhere. Uh, I was like a freshman in college maybe, and somebody there was a stand up competition somewhere at the local comedy club, and I you know kind of I, I did it but I was also I was just doing it like to all my friends kept saying to do it and then we all went to it and everybody for some reason my my friends are we, we were just dumb and we were at college so we were like <laughs> so we pre-gamed for this uh you know stand-up comedy thing which not, it sounds ridiculous now, but like we're chugging like we're going like to a football game and <laughs> we packed in somebody's mom's minivan so like eight ten of us and then we go there and by the time they're belligerently drunk so we go there they're like i barely even say two words yeah ow, ow, ow. and then like somebody else gets up there and they're booing them like for no reason somebody just goes up there like my name and it's like boo that was funny and so like i i would have the judges said i would have won but my friends like they couldn't let my friend and then there was a headliner there um I think she like did some guest appearances on Seinfeld show. So she was like there and they were still drunk, you know, so it's like 10 uh, drunk 20 year olds. And uh, they're like booing her. It's like, you know, I can hear you guys. Like I can see this isn't TV. So uh, it didn't go well for me, but, but from that on, I, I, it gave me the confidence that I could do it. And so 
I've probably, you know, and then you ask like how long you've been doing it. And I always say it's like weird because in the, I think like most of us who you start, you, you do it, you're like, I'm doing it, but you're only going on like once a week, once a month, maybe. And then you stop because the first time you get like a bad reaction. And so I've like, the total years have probably been like closer to eight, you know, maybe, but like actual, like really committed to doing it, like, you know, five to six years of actually like when I, right before I moved out to New York, you know, that's when I was really like doing it and, and started wanting to get paid for it, <laughs> you know, like wanting to do the like monetary behind it and made it more serious. We're like, somebody's gonna pay you for it. Like, can you do 15 minutes? You're like, okay, I did 15 minutes of jokes. And so that's when I started to actually take it more serious and, and, uh, and understand why you're doing open mic, why you're doing this, like get better. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of, I guess, my origin story of, of, of how I started. Like, like most people just kind of got pushed up there. And then you're like, this, it, it's, it's weird because 99.9% .9 people, like that's their fear of like getting up and talking on stage with no instrument, no nothing. You're just like, these are my thoughts. And the caveat, you have to be funny with it. So I think once, that's the weird thing about all of us. Like once we get up there and you can like, like, oh, this doesn't feel that weird. You know, this is like, this is fine. I feel weirder talking one-on-one -on -one conversations sometimes with people and I, I'm like, okay, make eye contact, talk. When I'm up there, it feels easier. So I think once I did all that, you know, there's no turning back really. I love that. That's great. Yeah. So what inspires your material then? Well, you know, it's funny because I think that's a lot of, uh, of it is finding yourself. And so that kind of changing inspiration in, in the beginning, it was like, what inspired me was, I just wanted to be funny. And then I started doing, going, kind of going on a track where I think a lot of people go down where you're just trying almost mimicking your favorite comedians or whatever, whatever's working. Like, so when I started out here in DC, a lot of people were killing the game with the deadpan, like, you know, deadpan is like delivery and, and like almost like one-liners. And I was like, oh man, that's not me at all. That's not how I talk, it's not how I am. But I was like, I saw that killing. And so I was like, okay, I'll do all my jokes like that. And then and it clearly it did, did not work at all because I'm not like, you could tell how I talk, I talk with my hands, I talk fast, I move, you know, so me trying to go and I, that's what my mom said, you know, it, just, it didn't work, but I, you know, so at first I was just purely to be funny and like to try to get better, but not actually trying to find my voice and find myself getting better. And then I think at some point, you know, you just have, you just kind of bottom out and you're like, why this can't be this hard? Why is it so hard to be funny or write stuff that it's funny? And then you just like say, F it, you know, I'm gonna do it my way. So now what inspires me is just whatever is happening, you know, literally what's happening. And I, but with, I say that, but you also have to, I think, understand like your lane, like, and understand what, I don't need to have a, a viewpoint on a million things. Like I could just do five things that are commonalities. And that's another thing too, is like, you kind of once you start you take like a little joke at least for me and then I kind of back it up I'm like you know there's a major commonality these are all things that people go through you know we're all everybody has relationship with their parents or everybody has you know everybody procrastinates on things so it's like finding that and then backing it up and as I continue trying to grow and get you know more material and da 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 I start to really whether you know they all see mine you know, keep mining a, a joke, you just keep mining it. And you're like, oh, there's more here, there's more here. So really it's, for me, it's just kind of getting better, but getting it better in a way that's not just, I guess, taking a shortcut or just mm -hmm. uh, 
I'm getting better, like to get a cheap laugh. You know, I used to I remember I used to go for a lot of cheap laughs, or I, I used to get like a lot of uh, awes or awe or disgusted, like when I wasn't like going for that because I was just writing jokes to get a shock, like in right. actually joking and and like having a, a real approach to it. And it, as I do it more, I'm like, oh, I get why this joke or works more. Why this person is like considered a genius because like it's a joke within a joke, and and so. I think that's right. It's kind of the point now with me, like the game where I'm like, I'm trying to get better, but at a, on a, a better, higher level playing mm-hmm. and more original. Cause once you do something that's original only to you or me, there's no way that nobody can even steal or anything. Cause that's your life. That, that's your unique perspective. So right. that inspire me. And then obviously just saying like, you know, every time I go out and see a comedian and, and I'm like, you know, the whole thing, like, damn, that, that person's good. Yeah, I gotta get better. You know, I feel that. So <laughs> you're like, why is this person so good? Or you, it can probably not even be that like that good. They just say a really good joke, and you're like, damn, like how did I not even think of that? And, and, right. and you see somebody, and so constantly. That's why I love, yeah, I love hate relationship. But like, you know, going out to other comedians, it's just like, man, got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. It's a rough world out there. I know, you know, and it's like there's more, you know, like every day there's like another million comedians and like everybody, that's a good part is that everybody, there's a lot more, people are having a lot more point of views. There's, you know, there's so much more uh, uh, representation and everybody feels comfortable because obviously there's a time where like people just didn't feel comfortable, you know, doing stand-up comedy if you weren't one thing. So that's good. But then the bad side is like, wow, there's so many good viewpoints and different viewpoints that it makes you really push yourself every day so yeah that's, that's so from. true so <laughs> do you think there's a difference between who you are on stage versus who you are off stage like a persona kind of thing uh yeah i'd be like i said there's not a difference now it's not i wouldn't say it's like i'm a completely different person i think it's mm-hmm. just more uh, uh, a more like clear-cut version and more well, i'll say two things it's like it's more of who i am i'm not always how i am on stage i mean a lot of it that is me i'm like i said i'm very energetic very hyped i talk fast i move a lot so like less of my comedy is more physical than other people's and so it's more of a extension of that but then also it's more concise because I've written it down at practices so you know I'm a natural rambler and I and I and I go on tangents I look off I talk so I don't I'm I cut all that down at least I try to I still have a bit of a thing with that but I try to cut that down a lot more by with the practice and and getting in understand what I'm going to say but for the most part it's me because if I try to do anything else like I said before it's just, you know, you know, the audience can feel in, in when it's inauthentic and when you aren't being yourself, it just sounds weird. And I was tired of like, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I can't, that's my number one thing. Listen, I can, listening and watching back my sets sometimes is just so painful. Like I'll just go like a, a year without, if it's like a big show and I'm like, I feel like I didn't get every laugh. I'm like, I can't watch this for like a year. So going through all that is what kind of, uh, it enlightens you because you start to hear yourself and you're like, I don't want to sound like that. I don't even talk like that. You know, and it does a lot of things for me too. I was like, oh man, I don't, I was trying to use different voices, like, you know, I'll come out like this and, you know, I'll do all this. And you know, it's like, I don't want to, you know, do all that. I don't want, and I don't want to have to, it's, and then plus it just got exhausting trying to change who I was for each audience and like, okay, I'll do this audience. And this, you know, if it's a, a white room, I'll do this. And if it's a black room, I'll do this. If it's this type of room, but it's like, at the end of the day, 
it's just easier and it was more authentic and funny at the end of the day because it was just when I just talked to like how I am because a lot of my comedy is just like especially in the beginning of my sets is just like more insular it's talking about like you know my background how and and how I got to the point where I am and so without being authentic and talking about you know talking the way I talk and move the way I move it doesn't really connect and resonate so it's been so all learning process I'm, I'm always like looking at the grades I'm like oh wow you know it, you you know, I can still take it another level and really connect with the audience. Mm-hmm. I definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. So you moved from DC to New York, and mm-hmm. then now you're back in DC. Back in the DC. You'll go back to New York. Maybe. What we'll was never. that like adjustment like? How did you? Oh man. Well, you know? It was well. So it, it was extreme. I guess extreme in some ways because. And, you know, like I said before, I'm, I'm from Cleveland. So there was like, when I left Cleveland, there was, when I was just, you know, and I just started thinking about starting or I was even like really moving out of Cleveland for comedy. Uh, but once I got st- started in Cleveland, there was like no scene. And I went back there like a, y- a year ago and they have, there's a scene there now. So it's, it's cool. So I, when I got to DC, I had never been, DC was just a, a completely different from uh, Cleveland for so many aspects. One, I mean, the, the diversity, there was a more of an art scene. It was a you know major city. There was like an opportunity to do stuff that I could never do in Cleveland, and I could just get on a a, a metro. I was like, oh, whoa, you know, I can get on a train right here. And Cleveland had like a little, little subway, but it went up, down, left, right. Like and if you weren't anywhere in there, you couldn't. Even. So DC was like my first experience with a big city, like being able to like, oh, I'll go hop on the train. I'll go do two shows tonight. You know, I'm moving and grooving, and so that in a way prepared me for New York because like New. York, and everybody's like, oh, I'm going to go to New York, going to go to New York. And I, you know, had no real inclination to go to New York. It kind of lined up because I also had another job opportunity out in New York. So I was like, okay, well, this is, and it's similar how we were talking, like, it's like, you only have a certain amount of time if you want to do it, that you can do it. Mm-hmm. And especially, you know, I'm uh, and I'm married and we, we didn't have a child yet then. And so at that point, it was like, well, I mean, we can do it. I mean, I got, I got, I have a job offer your job you you can go to new york so like it worked in that essence and then for comedy i was like okay well i'm, I'm gonna do it and i want to see how it is and i want to i don't want to just keep hearing people tell me how it is in new york and like let's just do it so we do it and then but when you go there you i mean there's a reason they call it the mecca of stand-up comedy because i mean it it literally is like people who are doing it in new york are like doing it 24 7 people Best way I could put it is like people don't go to college so they, they can go to New York and pursue XYZ, stand-up comedy, improv comedy. And whatever you're doing, there is like a, a school, a community, a whole thing for that, no matter how niche it is. Like if you're doing grunge stand-up comedy, there's like a whole scene, you know what I mean, for that. Yeah. And that's the good part. The bad part is, I mean, everybody and their mom is out there doing it. And so really? like- if you don't show up for a day, people will act like you are dead. Like if you're not hitting, you know, because you can get on a mic at, I mean, like Jimmy's mic starting, you could get on a mic like at noon, from noon to midnight doing mics and people do. Wow. That's why that's only, and that's the biggest thing is like people just get, of course, there's some people who are naturally gifted, great thinkers, da, 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 da. but for, I think it's like life, I mean, you know, uh, all these people say, like, you know, Kevin Hart, whatever you think of him, whatever, but he says, you know, his famous quote is like, uh, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. So it's like, there's so many people who just get better 
and you see it just by doing like seven mics a night like even the bad ones that are at a bar and nobody's turning off the tv at a somebody's you know basement somebody's bar i've done you know you do all those mics but if you if you're going up seven nights a week barking getting like a guest spot at on a club at the pair or whatever you're going to get better and now it's can you commit to that life and can you can you afford to like can you find somewhere to live in new york that you can afford to do that that's like the balance but you're going to get so many opportunities to be you know i got everybody to like all the people you see on tv on daily show they're out there still doing they're going to every and you're going to see them and, that, and that's the advantage you're going to be rubbing elbows and you're going to be like oh you're going to be go right before roy wood jr you're going to go like right before all these different comedians like oh that's uh you know mateo from netflix and you're going like inside he's still working out stuff and you see it and it makes it more at least for me in my mind like oh i mean it's not it's yeah they're great but it's not that far you see them like kind of suck and you know at a new joke and you see them trying to work out something you see them offend somebody and you and you see like okay it's just like when you're like trying to learn how to drive or something you like and you have that for me it's always easy like I thought about my crazy friend who has a license. I'm like, if that dude, if Mike can get a license, I can get a license. And so it's like, it's like that's like, I'm like looking at people who are like, oh, that guy, you know, yeah, that girl, that guy, whatever is great. But like, I saw them like a year ago and they weren't, you know, and they, they, got, they got better. So that's the, the, the upside of it. I guess the downside of it, you got to be committed and you got to be like, you know, really in it because it's just, a, it's a grind. It is a, it actually, job it's a whole it's I, I did more hours of comedy than I did at my job like you know my actual job I was supposed to be there doing it was just straight up like from as soon as you get off of work do 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 and then I didn't know anything about New York too so I, I'm taking local trains from here all the way to Bronx and like and I'm going from the Bronx I'm like oh I'll go to Queen you're like you're looking on the you know website they're like oh yeah come do da 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 but you got to go you don't realize you it takes you forever and then if you get lost and i'm like out in long island they're like how'd you get out there so it's uh but it, it, it i would like always tell comics it's a great experience uh it's definitely you know don't just don't say anything about la because they it's this whole la new york comedy you know thing because new yorkers feel like they're the they're, they're, they're starving for their craft. Like they, you have to, they want you to suffer and get a, you know, a heroin addiction and like, you know, like suffer for your comedy and be homeless. And so you're like, wow, that's a comic comic. And then it, so it looks like, you know, then LA is like sunny and they come over like, yeah, you know, my agent said this and they're like, ah, you know, get out of here. So, but, it, but, but the same thing, LA, you go out there, you see why, because you're like next to Warner Brothers studio. You're like, oh, mm -hmm. I see why you need an agent. You need to get right here. So. There's different different strokes for different folks, but DC, really, you know, DC Baltimore has a, has a great scene. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I love the DC Baltimore scene. Yeah, yeah. Very different, very different though. Baltimore is like is is a whole different vibe than DC, and you know, it's like they're cousins, but they, <laughs> you know, it's like they got their own different thing. I, you know, and Baltimore people will let you know it's definitely more like, you know working class but like in a, you know and not even like a disc but just like it's different and if you try to go in with your dc jokes they're like get out of here nobody cares about senators you know and stuff like that. <laughs> definitely feel that yeah. so um what do you think needs to be like improved in the dc or new york comedy scene um well i, I say for the dc comedy scene it's, and it, we kind of talked about this before we even got started like this COVID thing is is really shaking up 
everything, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's gonna be opportunities. And in a way, it's kind of what it is needed because the the I don't want to say the problem with DC, but the challenge with DC, what kind of seen is that it was it, it it was like in a way kind of disjointed and held like in these separate kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And you uh, you have to like you know you had to you have to either get in with a certain kingdom or you have to find your your own way and there was no and there there wasn't an overall I think like you're talking about Baltimore Baltimore I give I always give them like respect because they they are encouraging of each other you know everybody is like you're a Baltimore comic whatever you know like and you go out there they'll automatically like just like hey okay so I mean obviously you know funny it's funny and if you're funny then people are gonna like help you you know find ways to help either way but in in baltimore and a lot of other scenes you know people are are just trying to help each other out there's not this like um well you know i can't talk to you because you're not in this little group or clique and i think that maybe it's just a system of the way that dc's set up in terms of like politics or whatever and people just have that nature where like they're more standoffish in dc and until you're in there like the, you know vertical like oh you know, just like even, that's why I, I don't like going like when i was we used to go out a lot more like going to like stuff in georgetown because like i didn't go to georgetown and like if you go to like a joint a party or something or hang out with people who are in georgia they, they'll let you know like you know you it's like all about georgetown like, did you go to this farm and like you know stefanski i'm like no i don't you know so it's like that whole thing and in dc it's just it's it's like remnants of that and so i think that by unfortunately a lot of things shutting down i mean i know they're gonna, things are going to come back but it's just gonna allow for people then to i think it's like almost washed away a lot of that and people are gonna the people who survived this and, and, and you know because i mean, frankly there's gonna be a lot of people who probably don't come back from comedy or don't want to do it or weren't really doing comedy and they kind of like we're just playing around with it. But I think now it's gonna be the people who are like left and are like, okay, we're gonna to wanna to band together. And that's what at least I'm hoping. And I mean, New York, I mean, New York's a whole nother beast. It's like, you just gotta survive, you just gotta kind of survive it. And and if you if you really love it and you really wanna get better, you know, it, it'll definitely force you to get better. Cause you'll get, you'll get like that slap in the face when you go somewhere and then you're like, oh, this is real, you know, because yeah. you, that's the good thing you'll be right next to somebody who's like tuning up for their tonight show and you're like oh okay well that's what that's where i need to get to mm-hmm. but i think i mean people just do more of this and you know uh connecting and like not being you know there's so much opportunities and there's so much frankly money out here in dc and i remember i came back and i was like i did like an open mic and there was like 40 people i like people come out to, i forgot that people come out to open mics in dc like you know, in New York, nobody goes to open mic. You like you might get one person at the bar who's not even expecting. They're like, what you know, <laughs> comedy happening? You know, don't turn off the TV though. You know, and they're like, oh God forbid, turn off the hockey game. So if you out here, there's so much more. I mean, opportunity and people are willing because everybody in DC has money because everybody's working government jobs. People, you know, there's so many shows that people can put on people are like oh yeah we're having a retirement party you know 200 people like I've, I've done way more of those since the you know pandemic happened than I ever thought I'd do so mm-hmm. I think just people if people could just come together like a little bit more it'd just be more you know it's not supportive we don't have to have such a uh, like if one person gets something that means oh man we can't get something just, you know just keep 
keep doing this. I think that's the best thing that can happen. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I really like those uh, points you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what are your hopes and dreams for comedy? Wow, for the whole, <laughs> just just that, just that thing. Um, well, I mean, I, I, I guess I'll speak for two things. Like my future, I just wanna, I just wanna honestly just get, uh, continue to get better and, um, you know, make enough where, you know, it's can continue to support me and my fam. So, I mean, that'd be the, uh, the biggest thing, like whatever that means for me on whatever status, like that does, you know, I, I, I care, but like not, that's not my primary goal. Um, Cause I, I, that's the other thing too, I realized after all this and I was just doing a, a Zoom show last night with some comics from DC. And I was like, you know, I do have, half the time I do these Zoom shows just to like see you guys again, because I, you forget like when you're not doing it, that you don't see these people before the show, you know, actors right. hanging out, you know, ah, you know, everybody's talking about so-and-so, everybody talking about whatever drama happened on a Facebook post that somebody said, or, you know, all that, all that BS. And everybody's trying to, somebody's trying to bum a cigarette over here. Like, but you add all those hours together, you're like, yo, you guys are like lightweight, my friends, you know, like, you know, I never thought of you guys like that, but so I think that that's the, you know, that's a bigger thing too. Like, I'll just be excited to go see people again and, and, and do have these conversations, you know, that's why it's good you're doing. These are the conversations that we have before and after, uh, and, and, and so with people who understand, like, you know, what's going on, like, oh man, that crowd, you know, this crowd, that, you know, all oh, that person is drunk. So, uh, and then for comedy in general, I just, well, one, obviously I hope it comes, you know, it comes back and, and bigger and better, but I hope that this allows for um, a lot of new voices. And I, I hope that this um, allows like for different, different people. I think that, they, I mean, I think there's just a time, I think that a lot, even like audiences and, and lay people are, they're, they're ready for new voices and new people to be, showcased and you know whether that be like on major things like netflix and hulu and prime or just like in their local communities and clubs i mean like there's an opportunity for so many new people and and because i think that there's also been like all this social awakening and stuff that people realize like why you know why isn't why isn't everybody represented why isn't like all these all these different people all these different causes like why you know, and I think that's going to spur a lot of people to to who are probably who are funny as hell and have done um, skits in their head and, and wrote down jokes to actually like go out and do it. That's why I always tell people, be like, oh, you know, it comes like I didn't think about it, doing it. I'm like just there's no other way but to do it. It's literally stand up comedy. That's why it makes stand up comedy so great and terrifying at the same time because it's the only thing that like, it's so easy. Like, all you literally need is a mic. And sometimes, you know, at the time we don't even get that, like it works properly. They're like, oh, we have a mic. And so if you just get out there and do it, and you'll never know until you do, because there's no, mm-hmm. put it in the computer and like, like, oh, that's a funny joke. And I'll feel this way. Like you have to get up there and do it. You have to say it and you got to get up there and you got to mm-hmm. ledge where you're like, all right, this is something. And that's a scary. And again, going back to the beginning, that's why I think most of us, at least I'll speak for myself, go and um, you kind of like mimic some your favorite mm-hmm. and like words. So I'm not like joke thieving, but because it's easier because it's harder to really like say this is my complete original idea from my head, how I talk 
and then hope that everybody else sees it that way and gets it. And but when it works, I mean, there's no other high like from like crushing, even if it's a two minute set. You'd be like, yo, I crushed, and everybody the best feeling. Yeah, that feeling, everybody's in there, like, and that's the high. It's like a drug. That's the high we're all chasing. Yes. Since then, you got that one time you killed that like that bar that nobody goes to anymore. But you're like, you remember, you remember oh seven, I killed there, and so. And then, you know, people coming up to now, obviously the inverse is, is like only go, I don't say only go down, but like, you know, the more, the better you do, your, the standards become higher and then like, mm-hmm. okay, but then, you know, you know, you do well and people come after, hey man, you know, it's all right, man. You just keep it, you tried hard. You're like, oh shoot, don't give me that. You tried hard. And then, or, or it's how you show like, I went to a show in West Virginia and I, you know, drove there. It's like a long trip. And then I, oh God, it was a horrible show. I did. I did all right, but the show, I want to say I did all right. I did bad. I didn't bomb. I did bad. But the show itself was out in West Virginia. And uh, I had this joke. I can't remember. It's like, I think it was about like homeless. Like why? Something about making fun of like, why are, how could a white person be homeless? Something like that. I don't know why I said like something about a white man being homeless. And this guy did not, it was like a, NAS, it was a NASCAR oh, no. West Virginia bar. And I, I don't know why. Again, this is stuff you learn when you're just younger and just like, Mm-hmm. And I went hot with that. Even like, and first of all, there's not even a stage. It was just a ledge, and then them, and there was people like playing pool in the back. And like, this guy was drunk, and his uh, girlfriend, his girlfriend started the whole thing, and then she tried to like uh, back him. He's like, "What did he say about white homeless?" And then like, and then he like has a pool stick. He's like, "Oh no, baby, don't get up!" And so there's our. <laughs> but then um, and I was just like, you know, I was I'm like, I'm not apologizing for any of these jokes, da 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 da, and um, without. But the thing is, I had to come, I had to drive back. And like that, you know, just anytime you drive back after a bad show, it's just like, this, just have the radio off in silence, just like thinking I should hit them with this. And, and, uh, so it's, I mean, it's, it's a tricky game, but somebody's got to do it. And uh, it's like, I, every time I, I swear every other week, I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm not going to do it. But then you get that itch, you know, it's like, I got to do it. I got to. I gotta, you start like scribbling stuff down for no reason. You're like, frogs, what if frogs did? And you're like, and people are like, I like, got all these notes randomly, like, and I don't even know what I'm writing. I'm just writing down stuff. And then I'm sure, you know, everybody has like, you know, your phone has just like random, like, half words and phrases. Words. Oh and then you go back, you're like, what was I talking about? That. Yeah, it's the words. You're like, why was I talking about ghosts? What was I thinking? Yeah, and then you try to piece it together, and you're like, okay. But I, I started doing something that I saw Chris Rock say in an interview was he does a voice note, or he calls himself, he does like a voicemail, and so you, that way you have it like in the same context. Because a lot of times it's context, like the words don't mean anything, but then you like ghost, and you're like, oh, I was talking about ghosts in apartments or whatever it is, but you just say it differently, and it makes sense. But that's the hardest part, at least for me, is the follow through of actually writing and connecting stuff and that and and that's the part that is like you know that i call the admin stuff that i'm you know horrible with is like the actual writing it down connecting it like timing it and it's like uh, because i you know i keep it pretty loose on my uh, on my writing but i I definitely should i know that i need to fill it in more and that's why and that's why i get mad when i see really good comics i'm like damn this person like nailed everything and i'm like uh, you know that makes sense that makes sense and it's funny so i was like that's where Mm-hmm. I, that's why I want to add to the biggest growth, hopefully, for, for myself. Mm-hmm. Definitely feel that. So yeah. my last question for you sure. is, 
what advice do you have for future comics or something you wish someone told you when you first started out doing comedy? So many future. uh, So um, one, uh, just uh, find a balance between like, going saying just F it and going out there because you have to have some of that right like and that's why mm-hmm. I, you know, I get drunk before so you but like find a balance of like that part of it like whether that you know that that means physically like don't you know I had to learn how much I could have drink before a show you know like I know now I can have like a beer and I'm good like before I like I, you know I gotta have liquid courage I gotta get drunk so or whether it's that or like just your mentality like I think a lot of times some people feel it because it's so easy to access stand-up comedy and that there's so many shows now because you gotta be, think about like in the 90s and 80s it was like one mic a night so it'd be like these guys and girls and women everybody was just bringing it like because you're like this is my show you know like I gotta bring it and I, I've been trying to get on this show but now there's like you know a thousand mics you're like oh okay, I'll do I'll do four or five zoom shows I'll go do a real show I'll go do the, you know and so I think it takes a level of like professionalism and like that you know just a thing so find a balance with that but then also don't stifle yourself so much that you're 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 not going for it because that's one thing too like I still struggle with is like you don't want you have to go for it if you want to be have a funny joke and you want to you want to have a, a memorable act and you want people like saying oh man that was really dope like who was that because you're going to see a lot of these shows especially if you're doing like uh, beginning shows you're doing bringer shows there's gonna be 20 comics up there sometimes and mm-hmm. people aren't gonna remember anybody really unless you have something that was really memorable and, and and funny and memorable so it's like you have to find and the ones that you see progressing the the most and fastest they're they they have something original and they have something that's memorable. So it's still finding and that's something that you know even I always still like am like okay, yeah, that's funny, but like, wow, what type of funny is it? And mm-hmm. you know, is it going somewhere with it? Or, I, you know, I have so many like just random things that are like, that's funny, but then I'm like, what am I actually saying? So that, mm-hmm. and, and connect, like, you know, not to sound businessy about it, but like network and network, network you know, yep. getting that, uh, again, I'm not like, I'm not a, uh, a person who traditionally just likes to push I, I don't want to say pushing you just again like it's a balance of like connecting with people but then just get out there and ask questions like hey how you know how did you get on how do you get on this show like what do I gotta do like trying to just find that because nobody no matter what scene you're in no matter how supportive it is nobody's just gonna come and like hold your hand and say oh email this person find you know and I was always looking for like the where does that where does it where does it say that where's the google doc that says how to do this and there's no like mm-hmm how to say to do it you just got you get out there I mean you'll find different stuff online but you 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 get out there you show you have to show face a lot of you know that's a lot that's how I got on 90% of stuff in New York it's just like I, I saw it somebody told me about it and I like show face hey my name's Al stand-up comic you know what, what do I gotta do to get on oh it's cool you're on or you know send me your reel so don't be scared to just get out there I know that's crazy to say and 2021 and uh, the society we live in, like everything's online, even before like, the, you know, COVID, but like, it's again, it's, you know, comedy is like the, it's like, it's, such a, it's like a throwback thing, you know, whereas like you have to go in person to do the, you gotta 
you got to do it. And so it's that and just, and, and stay, stay with it. It's not going to be all fun. There's going to be, there's, there's going to be like the wave in the beginning is going to be, and then you're like, I'm the best. I, 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 I won stand-up comedy. Why is this it's not hard at all? Because you're thinking you're great because you, it's all new to you. Uh, your, your friends and family are coming out the first, the first five, six times. And then after the sixth time, they're like, well, we, we've seen it and we've seen it now. And so, <laughs> So you do comedy that was that was it right and then you're like and you know even your loved ones they won't understand that you have to keep doing those jokes over and over for like years and they're like you just did that superman joke why do you need to do it again and you're like you you did it you're like no you don't understand and then that's when you'll hit the law and you're like oh this isn't fun and you're like it, you're like i have to and then you find, you're hearing how much other people are going oh yeah i'm going up two three times a, a day i'm going up seven mm-hmm. times a week i'm near like oh okay and that's when it and you're trying you're going and you're doing these mics you're not you know you're not getting paid and you're getting you're getting paid that's why it's important to connect while you're doing it and so it's uh it's understanding that it's going to do it's going to be that there's going to be people that started with you who get stuff before you and there's going to be people who started uh after you who do stuff and and, and not get sucked into looking at other people's lanes and like mm-hmm. trying to change yourself or like start uh you know hating or grabbing other people's stuff so it's it's staying doing that staying like just um trying to stay on your own course and and figure out what it is that you, and that's i mean honestly that's the, that's the hardest thing about comedy is like it's so insular it's like makes you look at yourself like maybe you look at society yeah but it makes you look at yourself like the other day i still i mean every, every other week i have like a a, a, a a stand-up comedy existential crisis where i'm like who actually am i what does Mood. what does the audience see like you know i, I, I looked in the mirror I'm like so this is i and i hit me like, I, I don't know maybe i was i don't know maybe was little, i don't know what i was but i was like looking and i was like so this is what the audience sees when they see me this is how I talk. So like, it's all started clicking. Like, this is what I'm presenting out. Like, who am I though? Like, what do I, you know? And so they, it makes you ask this question. I don't think that normal, you know, uh, in, in, in New York, a lot, of, a lot of comics call them civilians. You know, is that like, I was like, I don't know if we want to call ourselves, are we warriors? But whatever. So like, there's a lot of things that uh, civilians, I guess, don't really have to ask themselves because, you know, it's simpler life. You're more ignorant. You're just like, I work, I do my family, da, da, da. I don't have to think about who actually, who I, who am I? How do people receive me? I, like when they look at me, like, what do they look at? And so but when you're doing stand-up comedy, that's innately what you have to ask. And, you know, I think it's the same Chris Rock thing, but he was saying when he was younger, he had a whole room built in his basement with just mirrors, just so he could practice and see himself and see how the audience looks at him from every angle. Mm-hmm. You're doing, you're like, you're, you're like, you're the only entertainment up there. And you're like, it's so crazy that people are watching a uh, hundred, 200, thousands of people are watching you from every angle. And there's no like pyrotechnics. There's no magic show. So it's like mm-hmm. that part, figure out if you, the faster you can figure out what that is, who you are and what makes you different and what your like angle going to be. You'll be like, you'll skip <laughs> like five years of trying to figure yourself out doing other people's like I mean, you know, try, everybody's like trying to be like Bill Burr, like, but not every, you're not, you're not Bill Burr, you know, so it's like, you're not, 
you're just do it's not gonna it's gonna be like that incongruity because you're trying to do something in somebody else's lane mm -hmm. so that, that's that, that's the biggest thing just find out what your your thing is if you're and if your thing is like hey i'm a i'm a i'm a rich white guy from bethesda like be that and just be the funniest version of that you know and so it's like funny is again the funny is gonna be funny no matter what it is it's just whatever it is do that and you're gonna find whatever form of success whatever that means uh to you it'll it'll naturally follow mm -hmm. i love that that's fantastic advice yeah thank you so much for doing this and answering no. my dms and it was such no. a fun <laughs> conversation to have no, with you. No. I, 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 every time you say that you know, you know when you say that it has like another you know uh, uh connotation it's like you might answer my it's like it's quite crazy that dms have just become like that like oh the dms are like oh yeah so <laughs> it's like literally was sandwiched in yours was like between those two bot um like it's between two bot messages so i was like hold on wait what you know it's like what you know what this message is like hey i'm so and so and i'm like okay this is a bot message like the link is all crazy it's like gpsll mm -hmm. you know, i'm like okay so then I, then I saw luckily i saw yours in between but i'm so so happy to do this on such a, a beautiful day too so i'm so excited yeah definitely enjoy the nice weather I, and I feel bad too because like whenever you know doing this I always feel like I want to ask you know it's like the natural thing to like well what is your dreams and goals so but yeah I, I, we could we could talk about that some other time <laughs>